Well, Brian, thanks for joining us on the score here in Corks 96 FM. Uh, really good away win for you yesterday, and it's been a good start for you in general in League One, hasn't it? Yeah, the lads have um, started off like a house on fire, really, Trevor. Um, they've been um, working very, very hard since since March, really, when we started to turn around our um, our form and we finished the season really uh, strongly, and that's trying to carry on over the over the summer into the new season, thank God. And uh, we got the um, we've got the results that play has deserved. I felt anyway in the early part of the season. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, league table uh, yesterday, uh, Brian. After your match, it's very congested at the top, isn't it? I mean, you're in tenth place at the moment, five off the top only, and two points off promotion. So it's it's pretty congested in the early parts of the season, isn't it? Yeah, and um, I just I think with so with so few games gone, it's kind of inevitable. Really, our team's going to be um, bunched together. But our, our performances have been of a very high standard, and uh, and without kind of focusing too much on hard luck stories, we felt as if our um, our performances deserved more points. To be honest, so uh, it was kind of it was a, it was a big result to get that end that one yesterday and kind of um, get the points that we feel our our performances have deserved. Yeah, three 0 away at Southend. Good result indeed. Um, are you enjoying life as as a manager, um, uh, Brian? Does it does it come with its obviously comes with its own pressures, no doubt. Yeah, I'm having the time of my life really. Trevor. The lads are um, the lads I kind of know well, really, most of them because um, I was first team coach before Keith left, and um, I kind of had a different relationship, I suppose, in, in that I was kind of um, I, I was part of the group themselves and with them every day. And so I know them for a long time, and I kind of feel as if I. Uh, I feel as if I'm just kind of helping them along the way, really, and giving them um, a route to kind of fulfil the potential that I believe they've always had, and I know they're fulfilling. You know. Yeah, I know you were eight years there as a player yourself at Rochdale. You know, what what's the most enjoying part of being a manager for you, Brian? Um, I, th- I think really just kind of um, just uh, the, the personal relationship between the players and myself. Um, I've always kind of had, and I I, I don't know there was, there was kind of a perception that I always held that um, managers had to be different, but. Um, I've not really implemented that I just tried to remain myself and kind of continue the relationship I have with the players and uh, I guess there may be downsides to that but it, it hasn't been the case for me and I've, I've just enjoyed uh, working with the players on a personal level and trying to make them um, free to express themselves and I find that most of them are uh, um, are extraordinarily self-driven anyway and they want to achieve the best of themselves and it's just kind of harbouring an environment where they can do that really yeah, good stuff. Um, I know that there's three ex-Cork City players in your squad. Um, Brian, they all played yesterday. Stephen Dooley, Jimmy Cahan and Owen O'Connell. All, all doing well for you, are they? Yeah, amazing guys, really. Um, the guys who've been... Um, uh, Jimmy Cahan and Owen O'Connell obviously have experience of, of the UK before and that day Owen was on loan from Celtic at Cork City and Jimmy was um, at Exeter previously yeah. and was a pretty young fellow. But... Uh, yeah. Stephen was one who was in Cork City for a while and it was his first taste of English football really but uh, all, all real leaders in the dressing room and great guys and we've had um, we also have Ryan Delaney in, the, um, in our squad but he hasn't been involved in the last couple of games so we've uh, we've a great influence of Cockfellas really and something that uh, I don't know if it was subconscious really uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know I just I don't know they, they, they give me great confidence and they um, and I guess the cock kind of uh, the cock cockiness is prevailing in the more really and even though Jimmy Cahan killed Kenny and, uh, and Stephen Dooley from Coleraine yeah. um, but they all have the cock swagger I, I, I think <laughs> that, uh, the, um, the English fellas have noticed it themselves actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Good cork connections there and hard to believe actually Brian that you started your Cork City career over 20 years ago as a young fella and uh, I know you still look out for the Cork City results not doing too well at the moment obviously Yeah um, yeah. I, I can't believe the time scale when you mentioned it yourself there it just seems like um, 
I don't know, it's a cliche, but it seems like yesterday when, we, when I was starting out on the Nola Manny and going through the list of managers we had, Rob Heimar, State Barry, um, it's hard to believe really, but uh, there's loads of stuff that I, that, that I, that I learned in, in, in those early days that still apply to me every day. And, the, um, and I always think back to the players that I played against at such an early age and just, they kind of leave an, an imprint on, on, on your life, I think, really. And it, it, was, a, it was a fabulous uh, starting off point for me, really. Yeah. Um, got to talk about the, the cup draw after your previous round win you've drawn Manchester United at Old Trafford not a bad one to get uh, for you and the squad uh, Brian Unreal Trevor really um, the Rochdale the Rochdale public really have uh, have been blown away by it it's kind of, it's, I think that's the, that's the game they all wanted and you kind of um, a lot of talk amongst ourselves about you know the dream cup draw and, and working hard in the early rounds to get to this point but it it, it doesn't often materialise so it's uh, it's a huge boost for everybody in the town, really, and, and the people of Rochdale um, had a lot, a lot of tough times, and, and uh, it's given them all a great lift and and, uh, and a boost at a, at a time when the club is really starting to thrive and the young players are really coming through. So they feel as if there's something there to be very proud of. And, and the biggest issue for myself is the um, again is the car contingent looking for um, tickets and flights. Oro <laughs> uh, O'Connell is looking to take up the whole allocation himself. So. Um, <laughs> big problems in Ireland really there again you know yeah I know Brian the way Man United have started you'd have a good chance of uh, up, upsetting them in, in that cup tie yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't subscribe to that theory at all I don't I think that'll be um, I think that'll be uh, an amazing experience but I think one that um, one that we can't really prepare for prepare for until it happens because uh, I've I'd, I'd never played in, in a stadium like Old Trafford and uh, never mind managed or, or, or been in technical area so uh, I just think it'll be it'll be great for our guys to go um to go and express themselves in, in, in that arena and um, and just kind of we just want to perform the way we've been playing really our lads play with a great style and a great uh, a great commitment and, um, and a very attack orientated team our lads so um, we're under no illusions that our attacks may not be as frequent as they have been in League 1 but I think our lads will still be keen to show their own personalities in that game that'll be the challenge for us as a, as a group really and, and myself really yeah, you never know in, in Cup, as you well know, uh, Brian, and uh, we wish all the best with it as well. It's going to be a great experience for you and the lads. Um, I just want to talk about Berry, um, um, uh, Brian, another club that will be close to your heart. You played over 200 times for them over six years. Uh, it's a shame, really, that they're, they've gone out of football, isn't it? It's very sad. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a big problem to have over here now. Um, I know there's been um, kind of semblance of that happening in Ireland with uh, different clubs lower down the leagues, but um, there's a huge... I suppose the, the big the big attraction to the English uh, football pyramid system is the close proximity of the clubs and the amount of clubs that have managed to um, remain um, sustainable over a long period of time. And and Bury was a great club and, and I enjoyed it. But like you know the, the close rivalry over here between the, between the smaller clubs is unique really, and it's uh, it's the huge attraction of the of the support system in England that the supporters get to kind of um, go up against each other from from such local base. And even though Rochdale and Bury are are huge rivals. I just think it, it, it's alarming, really, that that a club was allowed to um, to become extinct for now, and, and they lose that rivalry and and, and that sense of um, what makes the English football uh, unique, I suppose, really, you know. Yeah, 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 it does. Um, I want to ask you as well, uh, Brian, as a young fella growing up in Cork, uh, you watching um, football, like there was a lot of Irish players, obviously, in England then at the top, a lot of a lot of uh, really good Irish players at the top. Uh, it's not the case anymore. It's getting more difficult, isn't it, for Irish players to make it to the top, uh, we say, flight in English football because it's such a global game now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think a huge global game and, um, and, and huge numbers of the... Um, of, of obviously players from this nationality are arriving in England at a, at a younger age so it provides a different type of competition but uh, 
I think there is still uh, um, pathways to the um, the top of the English game, but it, it just might it might end up being a different way. And um, I still look look back at my own journey, kind of as as a great um, model for younger players, and that like I, I had great experience in the League of Ireland, and I, I just I, I hope and pray that the League of Ireland uh, remains strong and kind of grows again, so that players can kind of look at it as their first base of of um, professional football, and then I think the pathway to England becomes much stronger and easier rather than having. Um, lads coming over very, very young and going back home, and they end up not not staying at it and disappearing from the game. I think, I, don't, I think the benefits of, of that um, pathway have been shown to be wrong, really, and hasn't been successful. And I just hope that the League of Ireland can, can maintain its sense of um, of unity, really, and provide that uh, strong base, and, and the league becomes stronger and stronger. But I think it's it at a critical point, really, where where, where the clubs of Ireland have to kind of um, to grasp grasp that really and, and, and make it happen otherwise I think it could drift back into uh, into worrying times quickly I think it's a critical stage of, of the League of Ireland process um, in whichever way they're going to go Yeah yeah. I'll ask you about that uh, just shortly I, I was just thinking Conor Horahan obviously is an exception he's done really well hasn't he and you know David Myler you know has just retired um, yesterday Brian two players that you know have played in the top flight in, in recent times yeah. obviously and, and currently Yeah two, two exceptional players uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to say like that. There's a right or a wrong. I think players can come over and succeed. I just, I just think, uh, and and my route wouldn't be um, the, the the bomb-proof way because I never played the top level, so I'm not saying that's the right way. But um, yeah, I just think the the big thing with Connor and um, and David is their mentality, and and they were no matter what happened to them, and they both went through um, different phases where where they had rejection, but like their mentality was second to none, and they were going to succeed no matter what happened to them. And I think that's probably the bottom line, really, in, in any young players. Um, not to be uh, not to be deterred by any um, any knockbacks or things that go against you, and, and I suppose um, their career is testament to that. Two really two amazing players, and obviously Connor's at a different stage, and he's still fighting in, in the Premier League. Always going to be. Mm. Um, just back to what you were saying. Ago, the League of Ireland. Obviously, you have three ex League of Ireland players, probably four in the, in the in the squad in total. Uh, so obviously, you kind of look out for the talent that's in the League of Ireland. Do you, Brian? I follow the League of Ireland very closely, Joe, but I suppose mainly because of my um, my association and just a general interest in the different teams. So I follow it. I follow it religiously, really. Um, I think, and I think a lot of people, the huge like um, scouting departments and recruitment teams over here. But I, I sense, um, and I still sense now, um, almost a snobbish approach to it. In that, um, a lot of um, a lot of people would think it's at a certain level, and players, um, if they're playing there for a long period of time would find it hard to make the adjustments but for me it's it's the opposite and players like um, Jimmy Cahan and Stephen Dooley um, look like exceptional players at League One standard and they would have been um, seen as the League of Ireland regulars so I think I, I think there's players that are hugely on the race and it's, it's just the case of getting the opportunity but a lot of players um, don't get that opportunity but obviously it, um, I just wanted to get I, I knew Stephen Dooley and Jimmy Cahan would be uh, would be exceptional players in this in, the, in this league it's not there, so I was happy to have them really yeah uh, just uh, coming to the end of the interview, uh, Brian, but I, I'd just like to ask you about um, the Euro Championships, yeah, the Euro 2020. It'd be great if Ireland obviously qualify for more reasons than one, but um, a number of matches will be in Ireland. Um, obviously, we, you'll be uh, looking forward to that as well, especially if Ireland qualify. W- w- would you make a trip over in, in the summer of 2020 for some of those uh, qualifiers? Yeah, very much so. Um, I can't wait to see the, um, the way this, this uh, campaign goes, really. And... Um very, uh, to be honest, I've been um, more focused on the 21s really and, and the players in that group and Keith Andrews and Stephen Kenny because they're players who I've seen a lot of over here um, mm. 
and their progress and their style of play has kind of um, has blown me away really in the early um, in the early throws of, of their reign. And it's, I think there's a, there's an exceptional group of young players coming through there and potentially different to anything we've seen really. So uh, my main focus has been on them really, but I'll obviously be tuning into the senior team as, as they progress as well. Yeah, it seems uh, yeah that Kenny and, and Andrews of Ireland uh, on the 21s playing really good football, good style of football, Brian. Unreal, Trevor. And, and what I know from those um, those young lads, I know quite a few of those young lads, is the um, their mentality, and I'm speaking about mentality there, and they're not phased by any opposition they've come up against. I think that, that's the big thing, really. They're willing to go towards so with the big um, nation, nations all over the world, really. And there's only, um, I think there's only Brazil who have been too strong for them from what I've seen. So... Uh, that, that, that's a very exciting group of players and I yeah. think they can kind of transform Irish football really if they're given the chance to um, to blossom and progress into the um, senior environment. Yeah, very encouraging indeed. Um, just finally, I just want to wish you the best of luck with the season, Brian, um, and uh, good luck at Old Trafford in that cup match as well. It's been lovely talking to you again uh, for, after such a long time really and um, the last question, do you still have the Greyhounds, Brian? Do you, do you still ha- have the old dogs now? Yeah, it's, it still remains the same, um, very, very much the same uh, process. Um, Jimmy keeps all the best ones in Ireland and I get sent the rest. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, same way for 20 years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd pass that on to Jimmy. He'll be listening today, I'm sure. Um, uh, Dublin or Kerry, finally? Um, I was very neutral, but I've been forced to go to Kingdom um, because Owen O'Connell's... Um, Heritage is from Kerry, apparently. So um, <laughs> they're all going on the Kerry today. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just something to do with the anti-Dublin um, five in a row and, and kind of just yeah. wanting something different. I think. But I, I admire the Dublins immensely. I think they're a brilliant thing. Yeah, uh, incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, and at six to one on to, yeah. to complete the five in a row, which is amazing. Yeah, Brian, all the best for the season, and thanks again for joining us on the Score and Corks ninety six FM. Thank you, man, Trevor. Take it easy. Thank you, Brian.